back here to the wwe podcast as i hope everyone enjoyed wrestlemania as uh i know it had some ups and some downs if you caught my review show with matt i certainly was not the biggest fan of night two but i really thought that night one was fantastic and the majority of night two was not too bad except for the vince mcmahon stunner and of course the in my opinion underwhelming main event of brock lesnar and roman reigns and tonight Obviously, we're not here to talk about the current product, but I'm actually going to call a bit of an audible here. And it's not so much of an audible as it is of a rebrand. As obviously, since I've been doing this show for almost two years now, which is crazy to say, and I really hope that um, everyone has enjoyed it for the most part and everyone continues to come back on here and i'm truly grateful and humbled each and every week that you guys tune into this show and that matt has given me the platform to do so we're going to rebrand the show a bit and as vince used to say we're going to shake things up a little bit as we're going to be stepping away from rivalries not as if it will never happen i will still be covering rivalries here from time to time but we're going to rebrand it as wwe retro and I think that following WrestleMania, you know, new season, breath of fresh air is kind of needed as opposed to something that we've been doing that I don't think is stale, but I think you guys are looking for something else. And especially now that it's been a while since Matt has touched on um, his WWE nostalgia or wrestling nostalgia, I think that having a dose of anything that happened in the past from week to week, switch it up a bit, it could be a rivalry, it could be a pay-per-view, it could be a moment, it could be a superstar, anything that happened in the past, I think we need here on the WWE podcast with my brand new show here that from for the time being and for this foreseeable future will be called retro same intro same everything but just something to switch things up and give us some more flexibility in our coverage and today what we're going to be talking about is the moment that stone cold steve austin saved stephanie mcmahon from the ministry of darkness and this was a moment that i don't think any of us saw coming i think it was something that especially during this time of wwe completely came out of nowhere but it was brilliant brilliant storytelling and during a time that i don't think that the wwe was hotter as it was back then this match came this moment rather came the night following backlash 1999 and this is right around the time when i started watching like not consistently obviously but when i have my early memories of watching wwe or wwf at that time this is kind of the landscape that was going on 
And we'll rewind it all the way back to WrestleMania 15 that had just happened about four or five weeks prior to this particular night. And you had a WrestleMania card that I don't think was fantastic by any means. I don't think it's one of the top WrestleMania cards of by any stretch. But it was one that I think will forever be remembered because of the main event, which was the first ever collision between The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin at a WrestleMania. So we had Jacqueline with Terry Runnels defeating Ivory. We had D'Lo Brown and Test winning a battle royal to determine the number one contender to the WWF Tag Team Championship. Hardcore Holly defeated Al Snow and Billy Gunn in a triple threat match for the Hardcore Championship. Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett successfully defending their tag team championships against D'Lo Brown and Test. You had Butterbean defeating Bart Gunn. Mankind defeating Big Show by disqualification with the winner being the special guest referee in the main event. Road Dog defeating Goldust. Ken Shamrock and Val Venus to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Kane defeating Triple H by disqualification. Sable successfully defending the Women's Championship against Tory. Shane McMahon defeating X-Pac to retain the European Championship. The Undertaker defeating the Big Boss Man in a Hell in a Cell match. And this is the crucial match as we move forward to the event that we're eventually talking about tonight. And Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating The Rock to win the WWF Championship for the second WrestleMania in a row. So, obviously, the big aftermath of this was Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating The Rock to become the WWF Champion. And the other part about this is that you had The Undertaker in the Ministry of Darkness gimmick, which was... One of the few times in history where we saw The Undertaker as a heel. And when he defeated the big boss man, who was a member of the corporation at the time, there was a moment following the match that really set the tone for the weeks leading up to the ultimate event of Stone Cold and Stephanie McMahon. Is the Undertaker hanging the corporation in effigy? Help me! 
So, like Michael Cole said in a rare, you know, appearance calling a WrestleMania at this time because Jim Ross was actually d battling his recovery and he was in like almost a progressive return uh, following his early battle with Bell's palsy. It was a symbolic sign of the Undertaker hanging the corporation. And this was one of these, you know, interesting things where you had a heel faction against a heel faction. And this entire angle was around, surrounded around The Undertaker wanting control of the WWF. And over the next couple weeks, we would see this more and more. And he started beginning to talk about abducting Stephanie McMahon. And Stephanie McMahon was not really a character at this time that was prominent on WWF television from week to week. And it started to show weakness in the Vince McMahon character. Because for the prior 15 months, we had become used to Vince McMahon putting every possible barricade in front of Stone Cold Steve Austin, just being a horrible heel, arguably the biggest heel in the company. And now you had him looking vulnerable. You had him looking like a loving father. And... There was one night on Monday Night Raw where we actually saw for the first time Vince McMahon showing fear when Stephanie McMahon was abducted by the Ministry of Darkness. And eventually she gets put into the basement found by Ken Shamrock and Ken Shamrock momentarily saves Stephanie McMahon from the abduction of the Ministry of Darkness. But that was only one step in The Undertaker's big treacherous plan to get Vince McMahon's uh, power of his company and he wouldn't stop there and on the following week of Monday Night Raw we really thought that we had seen Stephanie McMahon abducted for the second time but lo and behold it was actually a different woman that The Undertaker had abducted to make an example of. Wait a minute. Wait. You're responsible for 
that, that's Stephanie. Although, that's this is not the young girl that I want. But she will have to do for now. Who is it? Oh, fear not, little one. There's nothing to fear. Oh, there's nobody here that can help you now. So I gotta tell you, this is a side of The Undertaker that not many people remember, and I think that it was arguably one of his better gimmicks. I mean, it still kind of fell under The Undertaker umbrella, but I do think that, like, full disclosure, I'm not a huge Undertaker fan. I thought that his character got extremely, extremely stale during, let's say, the final, maybe not 10 years of his career, but last five or so. And I thought that him as this satanic version of himself with the Ministry of Darkness really running roughshod over the WWF was an amazing heel character. And obviously in the confines of a PG product nowadays that we've been in since 2008, I believe, it would be harder to execute an angle like this. But I do think that it was something that isn't talked about that much with the Undertaker, and it's something that could potentially be better than what we came to know in the later years of his career. And I do think that The Undertaker was a fantastic kill. We even saw it with his big evil gimmick in 2002, 2003, more so 2002, that was extremely short-lived. And obviously, we understand that The Undertaker was the more of a top babyface, and I get all that. But this type of I don't know how to explain it, this type of character and 
this ability to transform a very mythical character and a character that almost by default is a heel into even a more twisted version of himself is something that I don't think we'll ever see or had seen to this point. So obviously he sacrifices Ryan Shamrock and him and Ken Shamrock kind of start in a program towards this. And the reason why he had targeted Shamrock was the week prior, Ken Shamrock had found Stephanie McMahon in the basement. But during this time is where you kind of start to see Vince McMahon break down as the authority figure. He starts letting loose of his grip and his power over the corporation, which really kind of allows Shane McMahon to get his hooks in there and take over as the top heel authority figure type of role you know, pulling the strings for the corporation and really kind of barreling towards the main event of Backlash that was The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin with the special guest referee being Shane McMahon. So we move more and more towards Backlash. We have a match between The Undertaker and Ken Shamrock at Backlash and that match ultimately results in The Undertaker win, uh, winning and defeating Ken Shamrock. We get into the main event of backlash and this ultimately leads to stone cold steve austin successfully retaining the wwf championship against the rock with shane mcmahon as the special guest referee but at the end of the match when shane mcmahon would refuse to count the three four stone cold steve austin a surprising entrance by vince mcmahon comes to the ring with earl hebner knocks out his son shane hebner comes to the ring and Austin hits the one, two, three after a stone cold Steve, uh, stone cold stunner, and a shot to the head of the Rock with the Smoking Skull Championship belt. But one thing that happened was that Vince McMahon, who would not leave his daughter's side throughout all this, left his daughter in the limo, surrounded by security, security that he thought was unbreachable, but in the end, and had been infiltrated by the Undertaker. The Undertaker turns out to be driving the limo and abducts Stephanie McMahon as Backlash goes off the air. The following night on Raw, Vince McMahon anxiously awaiting the demands of The Undertaker, where he tells him to bring the documentation to the hotel that he's at, that being The Undertaker. But with a special request that it has to be delivered by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Obviously, you know, there's no love lost between Mystery Man and Stone Cold Steve Austin, which leads to an interesting request from the chairman of the board, Vince McMahon. Make a long story short, I need your help. You said, you said what? You need my help? Is that what you said? I need your help. The Undertaker has my daughter, Stephanie. I need your help. You've got to clear this up exactly for me. What are you trying to say? Just go ahead and say something, because you ain't making no sense. Well, this isn't... Not anything personal. I know that you don't like me. I know you never will. And the feeling is somewhat mutual. But it's not about you and me. 
This is personal, and it involves my daughter, Stephanie, and Steve, you can help me. With all due respect to you and your little daughter, hell, son, I got a million problems on my own. So as far as I'm concerned, I really don't give a rat's ass about your problems. But Steve, the Undertaker's made, he's made some demands. He's asked for some documentation, and that's all right with me. I don't care about the documentation. But he's made other demands. He's demanded that instead of me delivering the documentation to him, he's demanded that you deliver that documentation. And if you do that, I really believe that everything will be fine with my daughter, Stephanie. And I think you can understand my point of view as a father. What you're saying is, what you're saying is, Vince McMahon meets Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's what you're saying. So if that's true, if that is true that Vince McMahon meets Stone Cold Steve Austin, then that's what I want, that's what I want you to say to me. Say to me, Vince McMahon meets Stone Cold Steve Austin. Vince McMahon needs Stone Cold Steve Austin. If I hear that. That all sounds real good, Vince. But hell, you must think that I have a real horrible memory because the last 15 months, every single night, I come to work, you see fit to put my life Make my life a living hell, and I will give you credit. You have done one hell of a job. So ultimately, Steve Austin initially declines the cry and the plea from help from Vince McMahon, and ultimately tells him to shove it. And what this angle did is that it kind of tapped into real life for a lot of us. It showed a genuine side of Vince McMahon. And it showed a side of Stone Cold Steve Austin where he had to put his personal problems aside and do what was right. Originally, he didn't see that as so. But there was a scene following after this where he passes the Big Show in the hallway backstage. And the Big Show looks at him and says, it's the guy's daughter, man. And this was telling because in the weeks leading up to this, Stone Cold Steve Austin had been getting aided by the Big Show. You know, he had the Big Show pull down the entire Titantron and Austin tore it up with like what seemed like a giant knife. So him hearing that from a guy who had been his ally in recent weeks was pretty telling. But we get to the end and Vince McMahon cannot get Stone Cold Steve Austin to deliver The Undertaker the documentation so therefore, The Undertaker goes ahead with the Black Wedding. And many people tried to stop the Black Wedding, but it ultimately came down to one man who was able to do so. And that one man had finally done what he believed to be right. I 
address the fence. Keeping this in mind, will you, Stephanie Marie McMahon, accept the purity of evil and take the Lord of darkness as your master and your spouse? Hell no, she's not. Well, wait a minute, look, look, look. there's Shamrock, Kim Shamrock, Shamrock with a bone back. They're Shamrock taking down quickly by the acolytes. Oh, that's 500 pounds of viscera. That broke Shamrock apart. They trapped him. They trapped him before he had a chance to use that bell. That bell. Hold on, hold on. Don't make our move. Not until then. Just chill out. To accept Stephanie Marie McMahon, her body, her mind, her soul. Stone Cold ultimately makes the save and does the right thing, putting aside his differences with Stone Cold, uh, with Mr. McMahon, and saving Stephanie McMahon from the unholy matrimony and the black wedding. And this particular confrontation would kick off a long 
program with Stone Cold Steve Austin going up against The Undertaker and the corporate ministry. As three nights later on the first ever version of SmackDown, we would have uh, Shane McMahon reveal himself in partnership with The Undertaker with a giant faction consisting of the Ministry of Darkness, which included Viscera, Midian, the APA, then the big boss man, Triple H, China, obviously Shane McMahon. And it was a damn good heel faction, something that we don't get enough of in WWE currently. And it would also give Stone Cold Steve Austin a brand new, fresh, top-level heel to go against. Because right around this time, and this exact night, is when The Rock turned babyface officially. Where he was, quote, fired from the corporation by Shane McMahon and beaten down in the middle of the ring and actually had a match against Shane McMahon that very night. And, you know, The Rock had gotten to a point following WrestleMania 15 and even heading in towards Backlash a couple nights, the night before this ultimate event where he was the heel going up against Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he was so over. The fans were ready to cheer The Rock. And you had already had 15 months or so of Stone Cold Steve Austin going head-to-head with Vince McMahon. And as great as their chemistry was on the microphone and the story, once they got in the ring, there was no real match between Vince and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So what this allowed... WWE or WWF at the time to do was create a brand new top level heel between Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker and they had collided a lot in 1998 specifically at the Highway to Hell SummerSlam match at the SummerSlam prior but that was when The Undertaker was still a babyface. This gave them a brand new version of The Undertaker that was so over as a heel and trust me this type of black wedding really cemented the undertaker as a heel and like i said having the ministry of darkness his faction around him trying to force his way into marrying stephanie mcmahon very creepy version of himself putting his hands on women it was obviously something that would never fly in the current confines of the wwe nowadays but at the time they billed him as a perfect heel and like I said, when he formed the following couple days later with Shane McMahon and the ministry and the corporate ministry, that finally put them over as himself over, aligning himself with the McMahon as just a true top level heel. And in the way of Stone Cold Steve Austin, it showed compassion on his side. It showed a side that he wasn't just a you know, fun or like this beer swilling Ned redneck that would give fun for the audience and just do anything aggressive and try and torment his boss. He did show heart and he did show that he was a very good guy and showed another layer to his character and giving the fans another reason to love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Obviously, it would end up being for nothing as it was a giant setup by Vince McMahon who was revealed to be the higher power and was in cahoots with Shane and Undertaker the entire time. But in the moment, it was a brilliant way and a brilliant setup to show another layer to the Stone Cold Steve Austin character and show that he did have a heart and would ultimately do what was right. And it just set the stage for a couple of weeks and a couple of months of brilliant, brilliant programming where you had on one side Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, and on the other side the corporate ministry that was headed by The Undertaker, and was a really big opportunity for Triple H to break out. 
because he was a guy who had broken away from Degeneration X at the time, aligned himself with the corporation, now the corporate ministry, and really kind of fast-tracked him into being a main event level heel kind of with The Rock and with Stone Cold Steve Austin and with The Undertaker, all four in a program. And the first ever SmackDown, could you believe, was a tag team match with Undertaker and Triple H against Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. What a treat that would be on a SmackDown and just regular cable network television. But uh, all in all, Austin stopping the Black Wedding is a very was a very significant moment in the Attitude Era and something that really ended the original program between The Rock and Austin and the and Austin and the Corporation and fast tracked it into austin and rock against the corporate ministry well anyway guys that's all i got for you tonight i hope you enjoyed the inaugural edition of wwe retro as always you can catch me on twitter at adamarco25 you can catch matt on twitter at wrestling underscore audio and you can email him as always for the wwe mailbag each and every wednesday anyway guys stay safe out there and i'll talk to you next week Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash wwepodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.